0: going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Vile Files, Ask Nick Edition. I hope you had a great 4th of July. I know I did. Um, and thanks for still tuning in because, hey, it's summer. You want to get out there and you're still listening to podcasts. We appreciate you doing it. Thanks for choosing us. We have a great episode for you uh, with some great callers, some great guests, and uh, some, uh, well, I like to think some pretty decent Answers and we also have a really great week for you I know you guys have been asking for it Natalie the the girlfriend Everyone would love to have but only I can Is on (laughs) this uh, Podcast helping me break down The Bachelor at Yeah thoughts and opinions straight from Natalie's mouth I'm sure we'll uh, Have some fun conversations uh about uh us but mostly just our takes on the bachelorette so the world exclusive of of natalie's podcast uh career debut debut is tomorrow so check that out and then on wednesday we got a really fun episode for you billy boyd and dominic monaghan you know him you love him from uh, lord of the rings and a ton of other movies just great, fun, smart, interesting guys. Uh, they have a new podcast about their friendship. We talk about friendships, talk about their experience. Just really fun, interesting guys. I could have talked to, with them for hours. Uh, and uh, if you're looking for just really cool, fun, funny guys, be sure to check that out on Wednesday. So, as always, thanks for uh, listening to us, tuning in. Tell your friends, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Let's get to our callers.
1: Question your time with me?
0: let's ask nick your sexy questions
2: how's it going good how are you good what's your name i'm sarah i'm 30. how can i help sarah i've been married to my husband for almost seven years Uh, my question is about some jealousy that i've noticed recently okay um so we've both always had a lot of close friends of the opposite sex both before and during our relationship um my firm, I'm a lawyer, my firm recently transitioned to work from home permanently. So um, pre-pandemic, we were in the office full time, but now I'm just home. So um, I have some male co-workers who are around my age and um, based on the nature of our job, we spend a lot of time on the phone throughout the day, like bouncing off ideas, sharing advice, um, like venting about work issues and just like shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Lately there's been a few times, my husband works in the office full time. Lately there's been a few times when he's come home and like I'm on the phone with a guy and he's made some comments that are like, kind of suspicious or like accusatory. Like he'll say, who is that? Does he know you're married? Like, why are you talking to him? Um,
0: Does he say it like aggressively or is it more like, so who's that? Like what?
2: Yeah, it's not aggressive, but it's not, it's not just curious. Like it's a little bit, like it gets me defensive. Yeah. Okay. and it's, like, pretty out of character because, like I said, we've always had, like, a lot of friends with opposite sex. Um, we've never been, like, jealous type people. Um, and a lot of our close, like, couple friends are, like, I was really close with the guy or he was really close with the girl. And now, like, we're all four friends. So we've always been, like, really comfortable with that. Um, based on, like, now being work from home, a lot of these people have, like, started at the firm during the pandemic. So there hasn't really been an opportunity for like me to meet them in person or for my husband to meet them. But a lot of them are like not necessarily people that I would need to meet outside of work. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, we're just like talking and like kind of like work friends. Um, So we've talked about it and I feel like we, we talked the issue out pretty well. And like I've said, this is just like you talking to your female coworkers at work. The difference is I'm um, just at home and you might like hear it sometimes, but it's sure. not like,
0: So you so this has you you guys are talking about the frustration you have.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like every time it comes up, we talk about it um, and I feel like we talk it out well. But then like he just keeps doing it and he acknowledges that like I'm right, that it's not like an issue. He trusts me, Um, but it just he just like feels the need to do it. And I don't want to like, I feel like his behavior is irrational. I don't want to tell him that. And I want to like validate his feelings, but I also like I'm stubborn and I'm not going to just stop talking to people that I want to talk to.
0: I think that's smart. I mean, it sounds like you're trying to approach it in the most mature possible way, standing your ground, having your boundaries. I mean, obviously, you know, he's your husband and, and like to your point, you're. I'm assuming it sounds like you're trying to hear him out. You're trying to acknowledge his feelings, but at the same time, you're just like, "This is work related, right?" Like this is yeah, not like, like you're venting do... about personal things, are you?
2: No, I mean we talk about personal, like personal things come up. Like we, we just talk. It's kind of like when you're at the office. Like you're not just always strictly talking about work. Like you sure, say, you're just like yeah, they're like, but they're work friends. It's not like I'm confiding in them about like my. Relationship be,
0: problems, or something. Be like, "Hey, did you watch The Bachelor last night? That was crazy, yeah. you know." Um, yeah. So, when you do talk to him. He doesn't necessarily. When you do talk to him about your frustrations, is he getting? Is your husband getting defensive when you talk about it?
2: Yeah, not really. I mean, it depends what I say, but not really. He just—it's kind of like a—I don't know. This is how I feel. That's kind of weird.
0: And have you said well, what could I do differently? If I were to say, I'll do whatever you want so that you stop making these comments. So, because if you haven't noticed husband, it's bothering me that you do this. So I'm just curious from your point of view and I'm not agreeing to anything. I'm just asking you, what do you want me to do? Like. Give me a solution, not a problem. And trust me, as a guy, he can relate to that logic because guys love, you know, fighting solutions, everything. So you just turn it back on him. Like, all right, what is your solution so that we're not fighting about this? I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, so that's a good idea. I never thought of it like that, to ask for a solution. It's more just like I'm questioning what is behind his feeling, and he doesn't. he's not really good at articulating that. He just says that it's...
0: Yeah, okay, and it has as we talk about a lot, he can feel whatever he wants. Right. Clearly there's some, and I have like, I, I do that with, with, you know, my girlfriend, she gets DM'd all the fucking time. Like, I mean, I'm a huge Packer fat and there's like fucking Packer players, like in her DMs all the time, you know? And, and she always tells me, but like, you know, she, I see, you know, she has a lot of guy friends and you know, we've only been together for, you know, a, a period of time that like, she had plenty of guy friends before we ever dated so and i i don't i'm not a jealous guy i don't i don't want i don't like telling her who she can and can't talk to i i love giving trust even if it's not necessarily uh, i love just assuming i can trust and then if i happen to be disappointed later on fine and with that comes some nervous energy and and i've been like so who the fuck is that You know And like And it's always playful But you're right There's always a little bit of like Truth behind it There's always a little insecurity Right And so it's fine that he You know He's human And that's certainly You know If we're trying to flip it What's the if there is there a pro Well clearly he's He gives a shit You know That's a, a win um, But yes Just ask him how Like It bugs me You do this Obviously you know that I don't But I'm curious What do you want What can I do differently? What's your solution so that you stop doing this? Because it is starting to really bother me. It's making me feel like you don't trust me. And so what what is your solution?
2: So do you think like if it happens where like sometimes it's like 530, he's getting home. I'm still like kind of on the clock or I'm like starting dinner and I'm still on the phone with somebody. I'm not going to just get off the phone when he walks in the door.
0: Well, that's That would be toxic, right? That would be toxic if you'd be like, oh my God, I'm not, not doing anything wrong, but at the risk of getting my husband upset, we got to go. Because all of a sudden, that gets fucking weird. Then yeah. it starts acting like you're doing something wrong. And as long as you're just being honest with yourself that like, I'm I'm not. Like, I'm, you know, if this was happening at one, like to your point, I have no, I'm not even asking you to be like, oh, it, every day you get home, tell me all the conversations you had with any female Work or otherwise and specifically, did you guys talk about what was on TV last night? Did you talk about anything not work related? I want to hear it all right. That'd be ridiculous. You guys are married like that's silly, right? But it's something is triggering it for him. And you guys just have to try to work through that and identify that. And he needs to start providing solutions, not just griping all the time. It's he can he can feel how he wants, but I'm assuming he doesn't enjoy feeling this way. Right right and we're not worried you're not worried about him at all i mean I, you know, some you know cynics might be like oh well he's it's always the cheaters who are who, who are making accusations
2: no and i think that he he maybe is a little he thinks i'm a little cavalier like i always kind of say like i don't get jealous because like if you're gonna cheat on me then i'm better off without you like i'm not gonna try to control a situation he says or that. i say that yeah and does, i don't does think he, he feel the same way no, he doesn't love that. He appreciates my. He can. Yeah. He gets the logic of it, and he, I think, admires it. But he's been cheated on in the past, and he, I feel like, in that situation, he suspected, but he didn't do anything, and so he feels like there you go. he could stop it. I feel like that's kind of silly, but I'm, not, I, I don't tell him it's silly. I just,
0: I, I get the logic, but he has to. I mean, you're, you're a good-looking person, you know, and he's gonna, he's gonna be like, of course, like I assume regardless if it's true that every single guy who has ever seen my girlfriend, if had the option would, would want to, you know, do something with her and he, I mean, shit, your husband should feel the same way about you. That's awesome that he is so feels so thankful to have you in his life because every guy would be so grateful to have you. Right. That's such a, and if you can control that type of, it's it's like, it's a great thing to feel, but it also comes with a lot of, it requires a ton of trust. Because if you assume everyone wants to be with your wife or girlfriend, then you're going to technically have to worry about everyone. But as they always say, he doesn't have to trust anyone else but you. I'm currently on the road uh, right now visiting family and I don't leave without my Theragun uh, because, you know, you're always it's stressful to travel or on the plane and it's super reportable. Uh, and it doesn't even matter if you don't travel Theragun. You've heard me talk about it before. It's truly the best investment you'll ever make. If you're someone who ever likes massages or gets massages or just has high tension and needs to release it, maybe you're exercising, you're, you're getting into shape and your muscles are sore. It's so amazing. Uh, and the ROI in terms of like what you normally pay for regular massages versus what's a the Theragun cost. It's truly an amazing investment. Theragun is the uh, handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. I like to think of myself in bed like that. Perfect combination of depth, speed, and power. What a win.
3: <laughs> that would be like if you were a superhero, that should be like your tagline.
0: I should, you know, like guys on their dating bio should be like depth, speed, and power. Love it. <laughs> and it's a quiet, as an electric, uh, electric toothbrush. So no weird noises, you know? What a win. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets the source of the pain by releasing tension. So get it now. Feel good. Stop bugging your partner to rub your back. They (laughs) don't want it to anyways. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. When the weather gets warmer, the last thing you want to do is be all sweaty in the hot kitchen, cooking over a flaming hot stove. No, thank you, says everyone. But also, I don't exactly (laughs) want to take out uh, every meal either, because that's not healthy. That's why I'm obsessed with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to door. It takes literally minutes to prepare, and I love knowing... But the food I'm eating is actually good for me. What peace of mind. You can't put a price on that. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugars, or artificial anything. My personal summer favorites is Daily Harvest Scoops, they're plant-based ice cream. Mm-mm. You would be shocked and how good that stuff is. Scoops is the perfect sweet treat. Plus, it's gluten and dairy-free. So take the heat and the pressure off of cooking during the summer with Daily Harvest. Stay cool, calm, and collected during the summer heat. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter my code V-I-A-L-L to get $25 off your first box. That's code V-I-A-L-L for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com, dailyharvest.com.
2: The other night I said something like, well, what is, like, I want to understand this. And he said, I'm like, we're cool about everything. Like, just give me this. Give you what? Just let me have this. Like, let me feel this way. Like, basically acknowledging, like, maybe it's irrational, but let me feel this way. But to me, that Mm. sounds like, what, am I supposed to just ignore you? Because I don't want to ignore.
0: Exactly. Have you said that? Like, and you say, I want you to feel, I'm not, I'm not, I hope, I don't want you to ever tell me I'm wrong to feel any way. I'm not telling you that you're wrong to feel any way. I'm just saying we both recognize that, especially if it comes to a a slightly toxic feeling, and we've all been there. I just want to do something about it. And again, like you, your husband would be the first guy who doesn't love solutions to problems because guys love fucking thinking of solutions to problems, especially when it's not theirs, but he's going to have to do it for himself too. What does he want to he, Why does he want to hold on to these toxic feelings? That's what he's saying. He's saying, I have this toxic feeling. And I just want to feel this way. I mean, listen, if you guys are into some like weird, kinky sex and he like wants to imagine being cuckled, then fine, channel that toxic energy into good sex. But short of that, like, why does he want to hold? Why? Why does he want to have this? You're not judging him. You're not telling me he's wrong. You're not trying to shame him. You're just saying, hey, man, like, I'm starting to get to a place where I'm feeling defensive. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel insecure. I don't want you to feel jealous. And when, I need to conduct myself in a professional manner and it would be just be fucking weird for me to do you want to do you want to even do you want to walk in and hear me rush off the phone because I'm afraid that you're going to be worried that you heard me talking to Chad about like whatever legal documents we have to get done. You know, that's fucking weird. That's only going to create these worse feelings. So like, what do you mean you want me to let you have this? Uh, You feel however you want, babe. But like, are we going to solve these problems or are we not? you know and i think you it's good that you are sticking to your guns that while he's allowed to feel how he wants that you aren't going to just drop it and let this problem fester and become something greater than it is and i don't think any i don't think there's any problem too small to, to seek out professional help if it's like couples therapy because some of these little insecurities certainly can snowball into something greater if it's not addressed. The best time to address problems is when they're not a big fucking deal, you know, when they're small problems, when they are little things, when you just approach your partner and say, hey, listen, I'm not mad. I love you. We're great. Couldn't be happy with our relationship, but there's this one thing that kind of bothers me and I don't know if it's a me thing or it's a you thing or maybe we both could make small adjustments so this one thing doesn't become a big thing. What a great time to solve a problem, right? Rather than it like you, you know, like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to do it. I don't want to say anything. You know, it's like, everything's fine, but like, it's not really a big deal. And then it's, you know, but it still bothers you. And then like six months later, you're like throwing shit in their face and just dumping all like your frustrations on a problem. So I think it's good that you are sticking your to your guns and saying like, this is not a huge deal. We're great. But like, this is a, this, this thing is like, it's not okay for us to just let this not be addressed.
2: So I know, like you've said before, that jealousy is insecurity. So like, do, do you think it's possible that it's maybe by me being stubborn or not, like not being willing to change my behavior, that that's like, I mean, yoring, uh, insecurity?
0: based on what you're telling me, my guess, again, like I've said, yeah, it comes from insecurity, but it, some it can come from someone's past relationships or present relationships. You're, it doesn't sound like you're doing anything to justify real insecurity, but it makes total sense for someone who used to be cheated on. You know, especially if your husband was someone who's like chose to trust, right? And that person broke that trust, and he looks back and he remembers thinking about all oh, these little small red flags I chose to ignore because I trusted, and now he's just like I shouldn't make that mistake. He's having a hard time channeling that energy. Because he's not wrong to say, well, I'm not I'm not I don't want to ignore red flags again. I did that last time. So I want to address it he, again. Every right to want it's good that he's asking these questions. You don't want him to be thinking about this and not bring it up to you. So be thankful that he's willing to bring it up to you. He just has to do it in a more productive way because how he's doing it is not very productive. So it sounds like it's coming from that past stuff. So, yeah. The fact that you are married, I think it's great that you are not defensive. That he is still not over something when it comes to a past relationship, and that's that happens all the time. Be like, all right, well, let's deal with it. Let's let's look like, together. Let's figure out. I understand. Like, hey, man, have you ever been cheated on? By the way,
2: it, like in high school.
0: Okay, well, I did not. Really- all right. Well, it's yeah. so it's always. I'm just saying, it's always good to try to empathize. But like, yeah, fuck it, I know. Like, it sucks. Like. Or if I'm sure you've been lied to I'm sure you've been Felt like someone Betrayed your trust Right It's a shitty feeling It's hard to get over So just try to empathize With them But definitely Stand your ground In terms of like Letting them have This toxic thoughts Because that That is only gonna Get worse You know Do you want to trust me Do you want me to like Don't you want to feel So confident that You know I'm never gonna Betray, betray your trust Like yeah. I'm fine. I, you know, I only, I choose you every day. I choose to be with you. I choose not to do that. You're just going to have to trust me. You, you did get married to me. We did do these vows and it means a lot to me. I want them to mean a lot to you. And, and if, if he is this like, if he's just pushing back and pushing back and you just say, Hey, listen, I love you so much. I This is not a huge problem, but let's just, let's go have some fun and do some like quick therapy on it. Like, and maybe he can uncover some stuff from his past that he needs to work through. Um, because it's it's something because yeah, jealousy is such a little fucker that can definitely turn into something greater. Um, yeah. yeah, and you don't want him, you don't want him dealing with this insecurity in a toxic way. And that could be him getting so insecurity Maybe he's out with his buddies. He has a few drinks, and he's just like angry and nervous. And my wife's talking, and then all of a sudden he starts flirting with this girl innocently. But he's just like mad. and He doesn't know why he's mad. He's just like it just. Ugh. And it could—it literally could be shit from happened eight years ago. Some girl cheated on him. And if you don't deal with your shit, that shit doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of sits there and rots. Every woman listening should every time a guy's in his feelings and he doesn't want to do anything about it, turn every. You know, ask him for a solution. You know, stop him in his tracks. <laughs> so. All right.
2: Thank you very much, Nick.
0: All right. Hopefully that was helpful. Best of luck. How's it going?
1: Great. I am Emily 33.
0: How can I help Emily?
1: Uh, so I have recently had a baby with my husband. Um, and I love being a mom. It's absolutely fantastic. I. Uh, Before we ever had kids, before we ever got married, my husband and I, talking about number of children, we, um, he wanted two, I wanted three to four, um, but was very happy with two. Um, Since having a baby, my husband has changed his mind and wants to have one child. And I really would like another child. Mm. Um, I definitely would rather have an only child than stay married um, to my partner. Um, but I just, uh, I guess my actual question is, how do you move forward in like a huge decision like this without resentment on either side, whether yeah. we have a baby, another baby or not, you know, how can we move forward without creating any long-term resentment in our marriage with such like a large decision?
0: How old is your child?
1: Uh, five months.
0: Okay, so you you just had a baby
1: yes just had a baby
0: mm-hmm. so right off the bat i just enjoy <laughs> being a new mother yeah you know uh, it's really early i mean I've, it's only been five months so um, a mm-hmm. parenthood must be very new and a lot going on mm-hmm. and you know as i'm not a a father i you know obviously I have, I have a lot of siblings and i have friends who have kids and you know you it can be hard as i'm sure you don't need me mm-hmm. to to say that right so just enjoy what you have so far, there's a good bet that like all your, what you're both feeling right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a result of all this new things going on with this new child. Right? right. It could easily change. I don't know your husband. I don't know if he's one of those guys who's like once he makes a decision, he never changes <laughs> his mind. But I think at this point, all you should really say right now when it comes to having more kids is I would, you know, you know, I would like to have more, but let's mm-hmm. just enjoy what we have right now and, right. and don't ever, I wouldn't ever verbalize your conceding this, right?
1: Okay. You're just right.
0: not, you know, there's a difference, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, you're right, fine. We only have one kid. Let them know that's what you want, but, mm-hmm. but, but just drop it there. You don't need to bring it up to them. There's no point in fighting about it with them every day. There's no, right. you know, and it, again, it's only been five months. Mm-hmm. So, Short of you, like, wherever you like, you're not trying to get pregnant right now, anyways, are you?
1: No, yeah, no. We do have um, some career based on how our careers are. Uh, we're both in the military. We okay. do have some considerations where if I don't get pregnant in the next three to four years, I would probably then age out of being able to get pregnant, not like naturally myself.
0: Are you, are you saying that just biological clock type of stuff? Biological
1: clockwise, yeah. That if I didn't get pregnant in the next couple of years, I would not be able to try again until I was, you know, 40 or, you know, where it starts to become a little bit more difficult.
0: Oh, because you'd like be like. I'd for, be like
1: 41, 42.
0: No, I mean, just, I don't want to understand. Cause so if you no, don't, you're saying, cause you are in the military because mm-hmm. of the job you have, if you don't have kids the next couple of years, then you're back to committed to work or something. How does that
1: work? Yes. Yes. And what happens like if you be, got
0: knocked up? Like what happens if you just,
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess they would just transfer me into a different job, but okay. the job I would be going to, they would,
0: there you go. Um, so I truthfully shouldn't. anything's really on the table. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Right. I
0: think that's the important thing. <laughs> yeah. I understand, you know, you sound like a bit of a planner, you know, and you're in the military. So that might be, you know, uh, you know, increased that. I don't know. Maybe that's a generalization. That's not fair <laughs> for people in the military, but, uh yeah, I I really just think right off the bat you still like even if that was the case you have a couple years right even yes, but you're I saying do. it's only been five months such such a newborn such a new experience just try to enjoy mm-hmm. it don't concede that you've changed your mind but right. he could in a year or two you know. F- a five-month-old is different than a one-year-old is different than a right. year and a half uh he might bond with your child as as more as the mm-hmm. as the child you know turns into like a, a human being rather than just like something that just sits there and eats sleeps and shits all the time i don't know i think i think <laughs> okay. you know we we bond differently and 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 so just give it some time i think you mm-hmm. making us into something that you fight about all the time will only make him more resistant to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really the only advice I have for you. But yeah, also like, you know, like I said, it, things can change. And if you get mm-hmm. knocked up in three or four years, I mean, if you guys decide in four years, uh, that you want a kid and, and now you're just doing this new job, well, mm-hmm. then you'll deal with that. And then you're just like, Hey, having one more kid's more important than any job I have. And that's the decision we're going to make as a, as a family. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, now if he you know, a year and a half, two years he is still steadfast, then you're just gonna have to decide how to deal with that. I do think at that point, you know, therapy would be something to work through. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's something anyone should just bottle up and and hope to get over at the hopes they don't develop any type of um, resentment. Thank you. Resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Resentment. So that's a big deal to want to have more kids, right? As a mother right. or as a father. And, and, and you have to respect your partner that they don't. So that is a huge, mm-hmm. and he did change his mind. You're like, yeah, one or three or four. And he's like two. And now he's like one, you know, right. and, and you have a right to feel something about that. And mm-hmm. God, those are just such hard feelings to solve on your own. You're right i right. think it's, it's it's good to have a mediator yeah uh, and it's so the,
1: binary either another child or not
0: <laughs> yeah right and so but in the immediate in the in the moment i i my advice is to let them know that your mind hasn't changed but mm-hmm. enjoy what you have as a couple and make the more you can make the experience of having this one child as great as possible Mm -hmm. more likely he might be like, this is, you know, yeah, there were some hard times and, you know, money got tight or whatever. And yeah, waking up sucked, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And you know what? I kind of miss that. If he has stress about being a good father and a good provider, let him know every time you have an opportunity that he is. And I I really think that'll go a long way.
1: Thanks. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, Okay. Thank you.
0: All right. And until then, just enjoy it. You know, oh, yeah. congratulations, exciting and, uh, lots of ups and downs. But um, yes. the more you can make it a good experience, people like mm-hmm. to repeat good experiences. So focus on making this moment and this experience with your firstborn child, the best possible scenario, make mm-hmm. him feel good about what he is doing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I really do think that'll go a long way.
1: Okay and then would you Would you put any sort of like time limit In like bringing it up again Like I've um,
0: I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't even broach it until you okay. like Until you are like physically And wanting yourself to like have a kid Then what's the point okay. of talking about it
1: Right mm-hmm. makes sense You
0: okay. know I mean <laughs> you could literally be like Hey I want to get pregnant again he's like you know what Changed my mind and like that night you give it all The old college try right right
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know um, Yeah I who knows? I mean, I don't have a timeline. I don't have exact date. Mm -hmm. I do just think right now, since you're not planning on getting pregnant right now, and there is a lot of pressure into just being a a, a new parent, Mm -hmm. enjoy what you have right now. And, and when you start feeling like, you know, I would be ready personally to have a kid, then Mm -hmm. strike up those conversations then. Um, In the meantime, just make him feel like if he asks, be honest. Yes, Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, Yeah, of course, of course I want another kid. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I love being, a, I love having a family with you. I love watching you be a father. You're so great Mm -hmm. with our kid, you know, nothing makes me happier than watching you being a great father. Okay. I mean, trust me, you say shit like that (laughs) over and over, he will like, it'll, you know, it'll change his perspective as opposed to feeling like he can never get it right. Why would he want to do something again? He can't ever get right.
1: Right, right. And he is a fantastic father.
0: Yeah, so be sure to let him know every chance you get.
1: Awesome. Okay, I will.
0: All right. All All right. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. All right,
0: bye-bye. How's it going?
3: Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Vanessa. I'm 44.
0: How can I help Vanessa?
3: Well, um, I'm divorced. I have two kids, and... I was with my ex since I was in my 20s, so dating alone is very uh new to me and obviously the dating app world didn't exist the last time I dated. But I decided to give it a try. Um and I have to say overall the experiences have been positive. I think I've been very selective and the men that I've met have been very respectful and kind and um I'm definitely looking for a relationship. I'm I'm just not a serial dater. Um, And I've met men that have wanted the same thing, or at least that's what they say. And um, they're very attentive and, you know, call me morning, noon, and night, check in, go on dates. Everything's good. And it's, it's leading towards a relationship. But then when it actually seems like it's getting there and you're kind of in the routine of things, it, they see, they pull back, like there's been three already. And like, it's like, I can't even get past a two month mark. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe it's not as fresh and exciting as the first month, but like, we're still like still doing all the things, but it's like, I just feel like in this dating app world, like as soon as people get just a little bit bored or maybe there's a slight comp, you know, complication or hurdle to get over it. Like they just so easily run back to an app. Because it's like, well, maybe this isn't working. Instead of like, well, if you say you want a relationship, you have to work on things and talk about things. So I'm just kind of getting frustrated. My friends constantly tell me, have a roster, date multiples. I've tried that. But as soon as there's one out of the three or four I'm talking to that I like, I can't even pay attention to the other ones. I'm just, I like one person and I'm I'm just not good at doing the serial dating thing. And I'm just trying to figure out how can I try to enjoy the process? Like I've heard you give advice of no date, go have fun. And it's like, I've tried and it's just, it's a struggle.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe, so, maybe that's something you need to try to work on. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, how long, so you, how long you've been back on the dating scene? How long you've been divorced for?
3: Uh, a couple years. Okay. So and op-
0: enough of time. It,
3: it is. How long you been uh, back
0: I on did, the dating apps?
3: Uh, I literally just started the dating apps uh early this year like in January.
0: Yeah, okay, so you're still really new to that. Before that, like how much dating were you were you doing?
3: Uh not really. Like there was uh between my divorce and when I started the dating app, I, there was happened to be a person I knew for a long time. We decided to see how it would work. Didn't we dated for like a mm-hmm. few months. It didn't work out, and so that's when I was like, "Okay, what do I do now?" I mean, it's so much harder to meet people Um, because like I'm, you know, 44. And so it's like, where am I going to go? Like, how am I going to yeah. meet people? Um, Something I've learned too. I saw, I saw something about uh, there's people with like at, um, anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I hit every mark on an anxious attachment. Like I'm someone who needs that reassurance and the attention, like that consistency. And as soon as there's a lack of consistency, I start to overthink everything. And I don't know if that causes me to give off a vibe of insecurity to the guy I'm talking to. Like, it's like, it could be a day or two of just maybe it's inconsistency from what it's been for the past month or so. And it's like, what happened? What changed? And I start just overanalyzing and overthinking
0: everything and I would be you know with all and I've said this before with all the stuff that's you know with social media and TikTok and Instagram and our act and podcasts our access to information you know we'll talk about attachment styles I mean I remember talking about it with Sylvie on our podcast you know it was one of our first 50 episodes since then I you know I see attachment style conversations all over the place you know the I always make a joke about like kale, you know, like no one heard about kale 12 years ago. Now it's kale this and kale it's all over. And I eat a lot of kale, but like it, like it didn't even exist it, but it didn't exist in like a mainstream thing. I only bring that up because I think just, we really have to be careful about diagnosing ourselves, you know, especially you have the internet out there and you can Google it. It's no different than going to WebMD and be like, Oh, I got this. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't know. And I, I say that as someone who can be a bit of a hypochondriac and and do that. So I think you've got to be careful a- about that. Cause then, and like you said, if you're an overthinker, you're going to ruminate, you're going to get in your head and you're going to start thinking about all these things. I mean, I don't think it has, and, and maybe you are, I don't know. Talk to a therapist when it comes to stuff like that, but you, you just started on the dating apps and it's, I mean, there's a skill involved in, in a way, right? It's a it's a crazy world. Uh, you have, you know, all these matches, you have people's profile pictures, you have their bios. How do you distinguish who's who and who's worthy of your time and who's got what in te- intentions, et cetera, et cetera? So,
3: it's yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, sure.
0: it can be very overwhelming, right? So that, you know, just that alone, your subconscious might feel like, I don't like this. Uncertainty, you know, as a someone who is married for a long time, good or bad, what you have is uh, certainty, right? You have you, it's predictable. I'm gonna wake up and be miserable with my husband, but I mean, at least, at least you know, right? And there's hey. there's a comfort in that, right? I joke, but there's some truth to that. So you know, you you say, well, I don't like serial. D-. Stop calling it serial dating. It's just called dating. That is what okay. dating is. Dating is just going out, having a cup of coffee, a drink, a dinner, whatever it is. And, and just, it is it is an interview, right? Like you don't think, oh, I don't wanna to go to an interview, but it is a, just to get think of it as like an opportunity to get to know someone with zero expectations after that. Like meeting new people can and should be fun if you approach it in the sense of like, I'm just meeting people, right? Don't put all yeah. this pressure on yourself like, Could this be the guy I don't fucking it's just you're just meeting a guy, you know, and maybe maybe your only goal when you go on a date should be I hope maybe I'll just learn something new about somebody, you know, maybe it'll be a fun story or a takeaway or an interesting story. You just met this person, right? But you're going yeah. in with already these built in expectations on yourself. Like, I hate serial dating. I don't want to do this. Right. So then you'll go on a couple dates. You'll be talking to a, two or three guys. And I don't doubt like you'll start liking one of them. And I don't doubt yeah. that you will fixate on them. But just because you've decided that you've liked someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure you've, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this. Doesn't mean you just stop asking questions. It doesn't mean you're like, oh, well, I know them. I'm going to start loving them. You know? Yeah. I, it's just, that just, all that means is that yes, it's good that you can like zero in on one guy. And all that zeroing in on one guy means is that you're, these other guys are trying to just, it's, they're not worth your time. And not, not no disrespect to them, you're just not that interested, that's great, you know? Limit your options so you can focus on one. And then when you start focusing on the one, Tell yourself, I'm still starting at Ground zero. There's still so much to get to know, because you're right, you probably and you're, you're subconscious, and you're just like, "Oh, I like you," and we've been dating for two months, and you are probably building first you're having expectations of yourself right? Well, we should do yeah. this. We should do that. Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. I like you. Well, if I like you, we should do X, Y, and Z. And if we're not doing X, Y, and Z, what does that mean for me? I don't want to, you know, God, you know, I have, I have kids and fuck, I'm not wasting my, I have all, I don't have all this time. And then all these like expectations you put on yourself. You, yes. Some of those expectations, they are going to, these guys are going to feel right. And in two yeah. months, it's it's not a ton of time. So I think you just need to get better at stop putting so much pressure on yourself when it comes to dating. Stop, change the narrative in your head about like, I'm not saying you're supposed to love dating, but try to find the benefits of getting to know people. Stop saying yeah. you hate serial dating. Dating is about meeting multiple people so that you could put yourself in a situation to avoid, you know, getting divorced again if you are lucky enough to find someone you want to settle down with and that is going to take time right i mean you're as a yeah. as a as a married woman who got divorced you know that you as you got to know your husband things changed right you uh, got you turned okay. into different people so as someone who's been divorced I, you don't need to hear it from me to know that like you can't possibly know someone in two months to be like so into them that like you can't possibly imagine them being different right but there's something about you that is doing something that's adding stress to yourself and therefore stress to this very early relationship right i, I think, think if like, you change I, your mindset so yeah well gives, yeah you have this oh i'm 40 44 or 43 or what you know and you you yes you've you're putting all this pressure on yourself. That pressure no doubt is being projected onto the people you're dating on some level, right? And okay. I'm not saying all of a sudden if you start changing your perspective, you're gonna knock it out of the park every time. Yes, listen, part of dating in the, like in the first six months, yes, I think you just need to start being more okay with things not working out. I do think that if you Take an approach and tell yourself, I like this person, but I still have a lot to get to know. And and you set that kind of mind frame, I promise you you'll get a different result. Because yes, you the how you're saying it, it's pretty clear that you give up a lot of your power early on when you decide you like one of these guys. And, yeah, you called it. <laughs> and that power differential, like their feeling or whatever. And I and if you tell yourself, I like Eric but I don't know Eric. I like what I know so far. I'm going to keep getting to know him. I'm going to keep having questions. I'm, I'm not going to drop everything I have to do. I'm not, you know, like you say, hey, I like you, but I'm still going to prioritize the things I need to get done. My work, my kids, my life, my friends, all the things that I know that I have and value in my life that I know aren't going anywhere. That's still a priority, right? And so these yeah. new guys in your life are there to see, Are they there to compliment you? Are they there to add value to your life? And you still don't know yet, right? So when you get excited about these guys you're dating, that's great. Tell yourself, yeah, I'm excited. You can even tell them a little bit. But don't be afraid to be like, well, you know, still, we'll see. We'll see.
3: True. You know? I think what's kind of hard is because I'm dating men that are either my age or just a few years older. And even though I can know in my head, like, okay, I actually really like this guy, in all my in if I had before, they're the ones who initiated and like led me down the path of like so oh what? my gosh I really like you. all you're, the you're, more <laughs> reason
0: for you to set the boundaries that you're not but what's happening is that you're like oh I like them they say oh I like you and they try to define it or push things forward and then them like initiating things you just you stop checking it. You, st- you put your guard down. You're like, Oh, here's, here's all my power. Here you go. Oh, you validated me liking you by like trying to define things yeah. and move things forward. Oh, great. Well, I didn't... no, like they're, they're excited too, right? They're, they're these guys who are older, like it's all a mess. They probably, probably I'm guessing a lot of the guys you've are dating, maybe a handful of them have been divorced as well. They might have kids, right? So, yeah. you know, the same anxiety and fears, they have differently, right? So they might get excited about you, get ahead of themselves, right?
3: Yeah, Only and then they to, make like a hard all of a sudden. I'm like, wait, what happened? So when they You're...
0: do that, that's what a great opportunity for her to say, hey, I, I, I was expecting you to get excited about me. I, I'm excited about me too. But yeah, and I like what I know so far. Man, It's, it's when you tell someone, I like what I know so far, like their egos don't know how to process that first. It's like, yeah, great. They feel the same. What do you mean so far? What do I ha- like? So what do I have to do to, you know what I'm saying? Like their ego yeah. picks up on that or they pick up on that. And then you, and you're not doing it just to play mind games. It's, it's a true statement. Yeah, true. It is it's true. true yeah. Right. And then they will be, they won't get so like, Oh, what do you mean so far? They so I, so I have more to prove. Okay, great. Yes. And then let me prove okay. it. Right. And don't, yeah. don't fall trapped to that game. Just, it is a real thing. You don't know them, right? And yeah. take it slow. And when you get excited, like have the self-awareness to say, today was a good moment with this guy. I'm excited about this. We will see. Like yeah. eventually you're just gonna like, you know, in the first six to 12 months, you know, everything you get excited about, you might, it, it might not be real. And I'm not saying that to like have you be cynical and be like, oh, but that's just life, right? Like you yeah. think about all the times you get excited about things and then change your mind. You know, yeah. you're no different. Everyone can get excited, especially, you know, when you're dating in your 40s, you're going to everyone's going to have this like self-consciousness about their age and if they're going to be liked and if they have kids. Right. All of you yeah. have this right. Like we all, in you know, can can be this way and so you're dealing with all these things so when people get excited they want to share it and then all of a sudden like oh fuck you know i don't know things are different right so just (laughs) don't be afraid to say so far you know and tell yourself that first and don't don't be afraid to tell them that and i trust trust me it's not going to work for everyone but you will get guys to say oh okay but whatever you're doing is certainly uh, projecting a level of overconfidence you have in the relationship, and your overconfidence is making these guys wonder if they if they feel the same. It's like, oh man, she really likes me. We don't want to hurt her feelings, and she's like, she's like all in. Yeah. And she wants to spend all our time with me, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe we should just pause and and pull away.
3: Yeah. So, and it's like, what happened the first
0: month? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a great time, but you know, what? But. Like four weeks went by, and you're acting like this is going to be great. This is going to be perfect. We know everything about each other. Let's just start talking yeah. about and planning the future. And they're like, Whoa, <laughs> chill, like whatever, like,
3: uh, yeah. you know,
0: okay. and, and like I said, like, I don't know if you're sleeping with these guys and it's great if you are, it's also fine if you're not, but hookup culture is, is can be messy and hookup culture and, and having sex before you're defining the relationship. Uh, can get messy. Like I did a poll on my Instagram. I was just kind curious. And I asked my audience, which most my audience is like 90% women. Right. And yeah, I asked I how, ma- how many, how <laughs> many, how many of you uh, are, are having sex before you define the relationship? And like yeah. 60%, over 60% said, yeah, I'm having sex before oh. I define the relationship. That's hookup culture for, for lack of a, you know, that's essentially hookup yeah. culture. And then I asked right. the same audience, like, how many of you have ever felt like you got let on? How many of you had your feelings let on after having sex? And 80% said yes. Yeah. So, like, how are you, why is this surprising, right? You're, yeah. you're unwilling to define anything and set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, but, you, but you're having expectations of this relationship on your own and then you feel disappointed like that's going to happen and i'm not saying don't have sex i'm just saying you gotta you people need to start being realistic about what sex is in hookup culture and hookup yeah. culture isn't a one-night stand hookup culture is having sex with someone that you don't have expectations it's unclear about their feelings there's still a lot of confusion because you guys don't okay. really know each other there's not a lot of boundaries yeah. set and if you do that you know and people and like I you know people will be like, well, I told him I liked him, and he said he liked me too, and then it everything changed it's just like we are putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to you know live up to people's expectations. I also asked the same question. just like you know do you judge people for having a lot of ex'es and like forty percent people said, yeah, and that's people who admitted to it oh yeah, right and um, so that's yeah. probably higher right and so i'm right. I'm just saying I think as a society we we don't want to feel judged. We know people are judging us. It's like, oh, why do you have 15 exes or whatever? You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, what's wrong with you? You can't hold a relationship. Right? So these people are like, oh, oh yeah. well, I don't want to define anything because, well, I'll just, I'll just say we were dating. You're not my ex, you know? And so we're, um, we're sitting here judging people. And all I'm just saying is early on, you need to like change your you know, perspective on, on your expectations of yourself, the relationship, sex, and stop confusing yourself. Right. It's only, it's only two months. Right. So just be realistic about, I'm just getting to know them. And like, yes, guys should be better about like, you know, being honest with their feelings, but you know, sometimes you get caught up. Have you ever said I liked this and then like later been like, I don't know. Mm."
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, we, women just, I mean, women it, get excited it, 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 and like, change their, their mind back. too, right? And I think yeah. we get a yeah. little caught up in in the in the moment. So I think I did, guess
3: I just go ahead. I hoped a man in his late forties, early fifties would have kind of matured in that area, but uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I I get that too, but I do think it it it's it's a combination of the dynamic it takes to yeah. you know like yeah. uh people will put pressure on to define the relationship. Well, do you like me? And it's like, yeah, you know, but like things can change. And all of a sudden, you know, half the time guys might pull away. And I think women do it too, is because it's like, wait, again, to your original point, you get really excited. Then the other person on the other end is like, well, I don't know if I, how, if I feel the same way and I don't want to hurt this person. But so before it gets too messy, I'm just going to leave. So yeah. you, you know, adding adding pressure that's quite frankly not tro- totally validated you know like yeah. you like them you like what you know so far it's not it's not verified how much you really like them because you don't really know them so stop like telling so far yeah. i'm gonna remember that <laughs> so say that to yourself don't be afraid to say that to them and i, I do think you'll notice a, a, a slight shift
3: okay great all right well, thank you all right. i appreciate it well thanks okay, for calling it in bye. it'd be great
0: all right bye-bye
3: you. bye
0: How's it going?
4: Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Uh, My name's Alyssa, and I'm 30 years old. How can I help Alyssa? So basically what's going on is um, my sister-in-law has been with her fiance for 10 years, and my wife and I just don't really believe that he's the best guy. Um, He he doesn't help out with their daughter to the point where – my sister in law refers to herself as a single parent.
0: Okay, so this is your and wife's I, sister.
4: This is my wife's sister. Okay, yes.
0: Okay, and she's married.
4: No, my my sister in law is engaged, okay. and so that's kind of the whole point of why I wanted oh, to talk to you guys. So they're supposed to be getting married at the end of this year, and we kind of think it's a mistake.
0: And and your sister in law, she refers to herself herself as like a joke as a single parent and she she has a kid with this guy she
4: yes they have a four-year-old daughter
0: okay so they they, how and how long they've been together
4: they've been together for 10 years they're 26 so they've been together since they were 16 so they don't really know anything different
0: okay yeah well that's going to be a challenge for her to uh, move on from from this guy uh other than joking about the fact that she's a single parent Mm -hmm. what are what are some other things if anything that she complain about? Does she does she complain about the guy? Does she act miserable? Like does she show excitement about the wedding day?
4: Yeah. So she kind of, she kind of always refers to him as like lazy and unmotivated. And that's another thing that we're concerned about is like the wedding. She talks about it like it's a chore and just something she needs to get over with. And not like this, like one in a once in a lifetime thing that she gets to do.
0: Okay. And she's 26. What's her, uh, other than her relationship, Does she take care of herself? Does she have a lot of goals and aspirations? Is she generally positive? Like, what is, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, or has she gotten into such a rut that she is just kind of uh, riding on comfort?
4: I think, I think both because like her daughters, her life, like she's an absolutely wonderful mother. But when it comes to her relationship, she's just kind of the wheels are turning and she's just going along with it because they've been together for 10 years. And, you know, this guy kind of messes up or does things like, for example, like he was an hour late to um, his daughter. They turn she turned four in April and he was an hour late to her birthday party. And the only thing that we asked him to do was to pick up the food and he refused to do it. Like, he's just like, it's almost like he's just seeing what he can get away with.
0: Yeah, maybe. Have you had conversations with her about this? Or are you just, you're you're asking me before you approach it? Because obviously it's a sensitive subject.
4: So like four years ago, because uh-huh. me and my wife have been together for five years. So yeah. like four years ago, there was kind of, there was an incident that happened Um, we were at dinner with them and he made some racist comments and we called him out and we're like, that is unacceptable. Like, we're not here for that. And they left early. And then like the next day, my wife met up with her sister and was like, are you serious? Like, are you going to continue to be with this person? And she was just like, I talked to him about it. You know, we, we discussed it. He knows that that wasn't okay to say. And then after that, because of her response, we just didn't speak to them for a few months. And so my, my wife has tried to talk to her sister and be like, I don't think that he's it, but she's just like, nope, I've, you know, I've been with him all this time and I'm going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, (laughs) it's a tough situation just because, I mean, as you said, she's been with this guy essentially her whole adult life. It's all she knows. Mm -hmm. The, I, the idea of a life without him as miserable as she might be, she probably can't even comprehend, right? So there's a lot of uh, fear and things like that. I mean, I've you know I've said like, you know, comfort can be a great thing, but it's also a place where we, you know, lies like to hide, right? Like it's if you're really comfortable about something and you're not happy, uh, you should look at the things you're comfortable with to find out like what it is you can change because you're probably accepting a lot of lies and you're lying to yourself about your happiness because she's comfortable and she knows, right? mentioned this in the last caller in terms of at least she knows what to expect you know she it's there's uncertainty can be really scary discomfort and 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 like uh new can be very uncomfortable you know changing the status quo those are all things that she would have to deal with right if she chose to leave him and that's such a foreign thing i've always you know and um that why I asked in terms of like, do you think she's being her best self? Because the only way to really get her to try to see this is to make her believe that she deserves more. That's really it. That's the only thing you can try to trade on is her confidence in herself, her ability to look in the mirror and say, this is worth too much to give it to this one guy for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And she most likely unfortunately, you know, as a lot of people do in any relationship, Lou lost her individuality, right. Um, she has her daughter, right? and so she wants to be a great mom. Um, and you know her actually having individual hobbies and and whether it's getting into shape or whether it's career goals. Like her, you know, putting more value into herself as an individual is probably the best way to do this, you know. But that, like, how do you do that, right? In terms of like, hey, you like, right. why, why don't you get a hobby? I don't know, what does she do for work? Is she a stay-at-home mom? Is she?
4: No, she's um, she's a secretary for um, I don't remember the name of the. Does the she company. like the
0: job, or is it just a job?
4: She does like it. Yeah, I think she feels like fulfilled um, doing that. Um, But another thing is, is she works like eight to five, right? And he recently lost his job and he's still not picking up their daughter from school or taking her to school. So the responsibility is still on her and kind of what you were saying earlier, like she should focus on herself. She literally doesn't have time because she's so stressed, like caring so much.
0: Yeah, so. I, I think all you can do, I mean, it's like the problem is you know really can't be you. And her relationship with her sister now is what?
4: They're best friends. Yeah, they they're
0: great. Okay, so it's good.
4: Yeah, it's really good. And they're getting married at the end of this year. And we were kind of talking about it. It's not it's not a secret to her like to her sister that we don't like him. Like it's very well known that we think that she could do better. It's just kind of something that everybody knows but nobody talks about. And I'm like, maybe we should bring it up one last time.
0: Sure, if you believe that sincerely about it, someone's got to be willing to be the villain. You know, everyone's just like, everyone knows. And uh, sometimes I'm I'm that guy in family or friend situations. And sometimes I even get a bad rep. It's like, oh, you know, you're always the one who it's just like, well, none of you (laughs) fuckers say anything. You're all talking about it. You're all thinking about it. I hear you guys gossiping about it. So, like, that's not yep. being a friend. And, like, don't be petty and, and don't be a gossip for the sake of being a gossip. But right. if if you truly believe in your heart that this is going to be a mistake or this person's at risk of, of hurting themselves, and by and by hurting themselves, I mean, like, just generally, like, accepting less than they deserve can, you know, hurt you over the long period of time. Then you're gonna because she will be upset, she is going to take it personally it will she's going to see it as uh not believing her, not trusting her, you know not all these things and and someone's gotta be the villain and ideally always you know that's why they call interventions well because it's not one person is the villain if one person's the villain then they then that person has the problem like oh well, it, it's just. You know, it's just Nick being hit, Nick, you know, like, you know, but everyone's just like, no, yeah. actually we feel the same way because, you know, you know how when people, a lot of times in fights, people will be like, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves where people will be like, you know, I'm not the only one who feels this way about you. Everyone feels this way about you. And that's not even true. They just say it because they know it'll piss that person off. But that is a, a big fear people have because it's like, wait, everyone feels this way. Then maybe I should sit, do or change something about how I feel. So, but you got to do it in a place. Ideally, you know, and it, it comes down to just saying, "Listen, it, whatever you're not happy with now, it's only going to get worse. It will not get better. So, that, yeah. whatever you want, we'll support you. We will love you. Obviously, you know how we feel. Our only concern is that our love for you. But you, if nothing else, if nothing else, please think about." The fact that whatever you're unhappy with, it won't get better. Whatever you're hopeful that will change, won't. You know, I always say, like, how do you figure out whether you should stay in a relationship or leave? And people, like, make a list of things you like and don't like. And, yeah, sure, you can do that. But have her, you know, ask her to, you know, you could be literally say, like, you should make a list of things that you're grateful for to have him in your life. Things that, you know, and and things that you're hopeful for. And she should make a list of like, I hope he starts doing this. I hope he does that. I hope he does. And things that, what is he grateful for? I'm grateful that he is, you know, wears t-shirts on Tuesdays or, you know, I don't know. Or grateful that he, you know, and maybe there's things that you're not aware of. Maybe she'll be like, you know, every, you know, he always... 45 minutes out of the day he he spends time with our daughter and he makes her so happy and I am grateful for that. And that might be a real thing. I don't know, but she should make that list because the things that you're grateful for are the things that will be harder to find with anyone else. You know, those are the things and when you're grateful for something, you really appreciate it and you value that and that's a thing that you will have to give up if you move on. And just because you are grateful for things Some things doesn't mean you should stay in a relationship. It just depends on what those things are. But the things that you're hopeful for is a recognition of things you're not getting. You don't have them. And hope, while a great thing, isn't necessarily to have a lot of in a relationship because hope is predicated in this idea that you don't know something. Well, I hope this happens and I'm hopeful because I don't have all the information, right? I have a little bit of information and what I'm hopeful for is that the, thing, the information I don't have is the thing I'll realize that I'll get and this this might happen. I'm hopeful, like who knows? Who knows what the future could hold? But in relationships, we have a lot more information than we don't have information. And in fact, she has 10 years of information about this this mm-hmm. guy. So you just have to try to make her see it in a way that's not threatening to her value, right? It's not uh, it's not attacking. And so, you know, try that. I don't know if it's gonna work, I don't know if she'll actually make this list, but like those are things like, but the the biggest eye-opening thing that she might listen to is whatever you are, like I'm not here to tell you if you're happy or not, you know, because if she's happy, whether you or your your wife, like him if she's happy then she's happy
4: do we think it's better if it's just my wife or me and my wife or there's a third option or me um my wife and their mom Uh,
0: listen the more the merrier especially when it comes to it's a balance i don't have the answer i I don't know i mean I, i i could guess i can like i you know more people feels like an intervention and you know, then it, it's a numbers game Then it's like three or four against one. So there is that element. And if we're trying to not ha- have her get to defensive, that is a drawback to that. On the flip side, yeah. when you have more people saying like, hey, you know, just be careful, then it might be more eye opening. So, you know, it depends on the relationships. Um, I don't know your rela- your specific relationship with her. Do you think your specific relationship with her adds any additional value that doesn't already just come from her, your wife? That's the question. You know, I
4: kind of do actually. We're really close. Yeah.
0: So there you go. So like, if you think there's a unique relationship you have with her, like as a friend, as a sister-in-law, then you add value. But if you're just like your 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 sister-in-law's wife, then maybe everything yeah. that might come that's for you to decide. You know, and then the mom and what's that relationship look like you know um you know I have different relationships with different siblings some of my siblings I'm really close with there's always love there but sometimes it's just like oh you know Nick's just gonna be Nick and I'm just triggering for some (laughs) of them you know just because they just assume I'm always gonna come with some sort of judgment or criticism and whether that's true or not they just have that and I you know so if you know you just have to be aware of the perception of the relationship you know So how, how triggered is she going to be and how quickly can she, she say, well, you just don't like him because of what happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, No one
4: talks about kind of what happened all those years ago. So it's kind of like if we brought it up, I don't think that that would be like at the forefront of her mind, even though it's kind of, we're aware of, oh yeah, like this is kind of what triggered the initial not liking him. Um, wouldn't be like oh you don't like him because he said this x y and z like years ago whatever like she would just be like maybe open to listening it's it's hard to say
0: yeah uh i think if you do it from a place of love you're not going to damage anything you're just again Mm -hmm. you're reminding her that whatever she decides you're there to support her and you'll be there and all you just you know right Um, we love
4: her so much so that's like the only that's like my biggest concern is i don't want to see you enter something that you're not going to be happy with
0: you just got to be real careful when she gets defensive. Be like but you know you know you got it the criticism can't come from your point of view it's got to come from hers right and that's why it's just like i'm not here to tell you what he doesn't do right or wrong i'm just here to just point out or we are here to point out that whatever you're unhappy with most likely won't get better And if it does, you'd be like one of the, like the first person in the world where like problems (laughs) just magically get better than worse. Unless you like are, unless, unless we're unaware of this fact that he's like super into like couples therapy and self growth. Right. Like, so, you know, just be realistic. That's all like, you're not like, it's not you. It's everyone. This is relationships. Right. And so let her decide for herself what she's not happy with. And you're just there to remind her, whatever that is, is not going to get better. Is that something you want to put up with the rest of your life? And if it's not, then great. There are, you have so much in front of you. You have so many options. You're young, you're like, you know, a lot of people, single mom, no problem. Like, Mm-mm. you know, and, and in the meantime, we're here to support you and and and, you know, whatever so
4: definitely definitely all right. yeah yes that helps. thank you so yeah
0: it's a tough I, situation you know
4: what i think it does because the the list i think will be really eye-opening for her and i definitely want to bring it up to her obviously i'm going to discuss all this with my wife and see yeah. where her heads at with everything but yeah thank you so much yeah
0: just be really careful that the criticism doesn't come from your point of view and in your wife's point of view You're, you're you know it's got to come from hers
4: Right. We're definitely going to lead with love. Like I would never want to like, you know, make my sister-in-law feel defensive or like we weren't supporting her because we love her so much.
0: Yeah. You can't even be like, yeah. oh, but remember the time he did this? Like you can't, you can't <laughs> do that.
4: Right. Right. It's
0: so hard. We'll be mindful I, yeah. of that. I'm re- yeah. I just keep repeating myself. It's so hard. to.
4: No, it definitely is. Cause like, I, I think I kept even telling you, well, he also did this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's not for you to point out. You know, yeah she yeah you know all right
4: yeah all, all right. right thank you so all much right. best of luck all, right. all thanks. right thanks
0: for calling all right Bye. well thanks for listening guys always appreciate you tuning in don't forget Nellie and I are breaking down the bachelorette tomorrow Dom and Billy on Wednesday uh, thanks for listening tell your friends see you tomorrow